This episode of Higher Journeys is sponsored by Keen, the world's largest online network of spiritual advisors. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Higher Journeys. Well, if you've been watching the show in the last several weeks, you know that we have been pretty consistent in covering uh, what has become absolutely ubiquitous in our lives right now, this uh, very unusual situation we find ourselves in. And I think now more than ever, we're really asking the question, what is next? What is next for when will, particularly here in the States, when will the country open again? What will become of my my job? What will become of my life? And those are valid questions to ask. Well, I wanted to address those questions the best I could, address those issues the best I could. And I, I thought that I would bring on uh, an astrologer to help us sort of parse what's, go- what's happened, what's going on, and what's to come. And no better person to do it than a friend of mine that I love, and I'm sure you're familiar with her great work, uh, Trish McGregor. Trish is uh, probably better known for her work with her other half, Rob McGregor. Trish and Rob do some amazing work and have been for years in the area, the broad area of metaphysics and esoteric uh, perspectives on life and they're best-selling authors they've worked with some of the best in the field and I really respect um, what their approach to tackling these very complex and very um, let's just say the intangibles but very important aspects of our life and so I wanted to bring Trish on to talk to you all about the astrological outlook what is to come as as far as the stars are concerned and she did a fantastic job uh, doing it so I'm very happy to present this to you. Before we head into the show, I want to give a shout out to Keen for sponsoring today's episode. You're going to hear more about Keen. I'm really excited. We've got a great offer for you. And it's very relevant to what we're going to be talking about today. So let's get on with the show. Again, thank you, Keen. And thank you, Trish. And we will talk to you soon. Enjoy. Trish, I am so delighted to have you back on the show. This time, flying solo without your beloved husband, Rob. But I'm sure, I'm sure he's somewhere close by since these days we're all pretty much hunkering down with our families as we ride out this wave of high strangeness, right? So he's close, right? Yes. He's going to take <laughs> You guys are out. always close, though. <laughs> now, speaking of high strangeness, my dear, this wonky, I'm trying to think of all the words, wonky, crazy, frightening, and enlightening period in our history. Many of us know that perhaps the scenario... Um, was somehow ordered based on this very unusual Saturn Pluto conjunction that occurred back in uh, January, January 12th of this year. What we're seeing play out seems to align perfectly from my perspective with what was sparked by this unprecedented conjunction. But I know many people are asking, okay, that was then what now? And that's why you're here today to give us a very targeted assessment of what on earth is to come based on the stars. So first, let me say welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me back, Alexis. My buddy, Trish, I just love you. So Trish, (laughs) let's just get to it. Where are we headed? I'm going to let you have at it. I know you've been doing a lot of research on this. Where where do you see us headed? Let's start off with that big question. Okay. Well, first of all, this Saturn-Pluto conjunction, it could have resulted in an actual terrorist attack. In fact, that's what I thought it might be. Instead, we got a terrorist in the form of a virus. Um, So there were a couple of things going on besides this Saturn-Pluto conjunction. Um, On January 10th, we had the first eclipse of 2020. It was a lunar eclipse in the feminine sign of Cancer. 
Okay, lunar eclipses tend to be about internal events, whereas solar eclipses usually concern external events. But both types of eclipses usually bring news. So the news was, if people were paying attention, on January 11th, the day after the eclipse, China released news of the first death from a mysterious spate of pneumonia cases <clears throat> that they had identified as likely caused by a previously unknown virus. So separately, scientists also released the genetic sequence of the virus. And now I don't remember reading about this, but looking back, I, I found plenty of articles about it. Okay, that led up to January 12th, the exact conjunction of Saturn and Pluto. Now, these two have been playing tag for a lot of 2019, but never quite reached the exact conjunction in Capricorn until the 12th. Now, the last time this conjunction occurred was in 1982 in Libra. To understand why this is important, we have to look at the astro meanings of these two planets and what Capricorn rules. Okay, Saturn. Saturn basically rules our physical reality. It rules the status quo, the economy, restrictions, discipline, limitation, and a word I dislike, karma. <laughs> Pluto rules power, rebirth, death, destruction, the underworld, as laid out in the story of Persephone, who was kidnapped and taken to the underworld. So it reveals what's hidden. Capricorn, ruled by Saturn, rules structures, the economy, type A personalities, and business. So if you take just the meanings of these two planets conjunct in Capricorn, you have destruction of the status quo, business and the economy has existed before the virus. Well, I don't think any of us can argue with that. Mm -hmm. um, basically, everything has come to a screeching halt. Okay, on January 19th, just a week after that conjunction, a 35-year-old man showed up at a clinic in a county in Washington, the state of Washington, with a four-day history of cough and fever. On checking into the clinic... He put on a mask in the uh, in the waiting room, and after waiting for about 20 minutes, was taken into the exam room and underwent evaluation. So he disclosed that he had returned to Jan to a Washington State on January 15th, after traveling to see family in Wuhan, China. Anyway, on January 20th, the CDC confirmed the patient tested positive for COVID-19. By January 30th, 2020, 18 days after that conjunction a total of 9,976 cases had been reported in at least 21 countries. So that, that was really the start. And you can Google this timeline. I'm going to, actually. Yeah, yeah I think that's um, important. Yeah, in fact, I the think other what, things, I'm sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. What? Well, what I was going to say is we were talking about this. I think I want to have some some images that sort of uh, chronicle uh, up to what you've been saying. I yeah, think that'd be okay, very that's important. good. And some links as well. So, right. yeah, continue, my dear. Okay. The other things going on are a conjunction between Pluto and, Ju uh, and Jupiter. Now, that was exact on April 4th. It'll be exact again June 30th and November 12th. And we've got the approach of this country's Pluto return, which will be exact in February 2022. But we're already seeing the repercussions of this because it's only three degrees away from its natal position. Okay, so th this interested me because a lot of people have talked about it. The, a Pluto return happens only every 248 years mm -hmm. because Pluto is such a snail of a planet. So countries older than the U.S. that have had returns, here were some of their repercussions. Spain. The most recent Pluto return around 1972 saw the dictator Franco gradually relinquishing his power, nominating a monarch as successor to his regency in 1969, and handing over the prime um, ministership by 1973, and he died in 1975. Russia, 
the most recent Pluto return was exact when Stalin died in early 1953. Mm. France, the most recent Pluto return saw the death of Napoleon on the exact aspect, just like with Stalin. Hmm. So, I mean, history is really one of the ways you can try to predict what may lay ahead for us by, in February 2022 to 2024, really. Um, until Pluto enters Aquarius. Okay, so that's what's going on with the Pluto return. We're seeing the repercussions now, and we're going to keep seeing them, probably through part of 2024 until Pluto enters Aquarius. Now let's talk about this conjunction between Jupiter and Pluto. All right, this also occurred in 1918-1919 during the Spanish influenza. Back then, the conjunction was in Cancer, and Jupiter this is what I find so strange as an astrologer. I mean, Jupiter really re represents good luck and prosperity, but it also represents expansion. And during the Spanish flu, it expanded, it expanded Pluto's energy, death, destruction, and it's estimated that a third of the world's population and about 500 million people became infected with the virus. 50 million died. Hmm. In just a single year, the life expectancy of Americans fell by a dozen years. Now, just as the Spanish flu came in two separate waves in spring and summer, the same may be true for Corona. However, here's the good news, I think. Uh, on December 19th, Jupiter enters Aquarius, ending this game of tag with Pluto. And on December 21st, it conjuncts Saturn in Aquarius, a conjunction that happens every 20 years. The conjunction in September 2000 of those two, when Jupiter and Saturn were 99 degrees apart in Gemini, that really presaged 9-11, the war in Afghanistan, the creation of Homeland Security, the TSA, Guantanamo, and the financial crisis in 2008. However, because the winter solstice conjunction is in Aquarius, I see this as hopeful. And here's why. Okay. Aquar Aquarius is a sign of the rebel, the paradigm buster, the outlier, the humanity, the humanitarian. So maybe this conjunction and Pluto's change of signs in 2024 into Aquarius really is, is telling us that the age of Aquarius is possible. And it's my hope that it means a more egalitarian world mm -hmm. where the power is not in the hands of, <clears throat> of the elite and of just corporations. Um, one of, along with this, this whole astrological picture, uh, I recently saw a photo that had gone viral of the cars lined up outside a food bank in San Antonio. And it looked like a parking lot at a rock concert. In a single week, this food bank used to distribute 60,000 meals a week. Now it's double that. Mm. So how did this happen in a country that is supposedly the richest on earth? That's the kind of thing that Pluto is going to get rid of, but, this, this gross disparity. Okay. All right, so we're we're talking about a clearing of of these disparities right. rather That's than. That's what I think. And yet, it seems like uh, Trish, this seems to be a pattern as well. That when, just prior to seeing this clearing and things getting better, they say the darkness is before the dawn. Are we seeing that darkness right now? Is that what this denotes? Well, I think what we're seeing right now is the destruction of certain institutions. Um, and it's really showing the dark underbelly of of capitalism. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, I mean, I, I think capitalism is good as long as it's not 
greedy like it's become. For instance, I don't think there's any reason why healthcare should be for profit. I really don't. Right. You know, with pharmaceutical companies charging, you know, diabetic patients just outrageous sums for their insulin. I mean, that's all wrong. Of course. And so part of what Pluto does is it evens things up. You know, it says, okay, status quo is not working for most people. So we're just going to destroy it. And then you guys are going to have to start over and build from from the rubble. Mm -hmm. You know, and hopefully we can build something better. Right. I can see that. But I have to go back. And now we, 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 this talk is about going forward and what we can expect astrologically. But you, like you said, we can't look at the future until we have a good look at the, the past because patterns tend to repeat themselves. But you think of Pluto as that cl- clearer or cleaner. Um, and then you've got Saturn that I think to a lot of people, even those that are not that adept at astrology, there's a very malevolent sort of, um, you know, uh, tumultuous energy that seems to be associated with Saturn. And here you have the conjunction See, of these two. Am I yeah, right? I've never, I've never seen Saturnism. I mean, I, I know that in older astrologers in past times called it, you know, it's a terrible planet. You don't ever want to have blah, blah, blah. Okay. But what, here's the thing, without Saturn, we wouldn't have a physical reality. You know, so. well, Saturn, Saturn governs structure. And so it, it governs it governs the structure of physical reality as well, not just buildings and, you know, the things that people construct. But without it, you know, there we wouldn't be here. Hmm. So, I mean, it's not a terrible planet. And right. in, in terms of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction, <clears throat> I think it's it's good because what it, okay, Pluto comes in, knocks everything down. But then Saturn being there says, hey, guys, you can also rebuild you know, you can build something better, something more positive, something more equal. Well, we've been talking about that for a long time. And, you know, that that's simple math that you, you can't really build anything new. If you're filled to the brim with stuff that's bad, there's no room right. <laughs> to build anything new. So it does make sense. A lot of this is really perennial, what I say, perennial wisdom. But uh, I think, Trish, people really want an idea. I mean, look, people are panicking right now. Not everyone, but certainly many. We're going stir crazy we're too many people. <laughs> I'm glad. Yeah, everybody, somebody said, broke me and said, hey, how was your Easter? I said, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I I put a little thing on my Instagram showing an empty dining table. I set the table. It was just the two of us, but it was, it was empty. We typically had family. Anyway, let's talk about the financial situation, because that's what people are really kind of freaking out about. You know, we know all the stats and the, 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 the checks in the mail, the stimulus check is in the mail, and I don't know what, but astrologically speaking, let's say in the next six months, what do you see? Well, I mean, if if they reopen the country too soon, we are going to have a second wave of this thing, just like with the Spanish influenza. Mm. So, I mean, you know, people just have to guard their resources right now. Um, of course, that's easy to do when you're not going out and spending money, <laughs> right. but you still have to pay rent or mortgage or, you know, for food and all that. Um, one of the things I see is that this, with Jupiter going into Aquarius at the end of in mid-December, like I said, Jupiter, Jupiter is hope. It's also optimism. And it also rules prosperity and abundance. So I'm looking to Jupiter and Aquarius as being a positive way forward into 2021. Mm-hmm. 
And yet we've got, where are we now? This is mid-April, April, May, May, June, June, right. July, August, August, September. We're talking a good seven, eight months. Right. I know. Okay. We're trying but to find that do, silver lining. <laughs> we do have two eclipses coming up this summer. Talk about that. Yeah. One of them <clears throat> on June 5th is a lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. And another is the solar eclipse at zero degrees cancer, which is kind of unusual. Um on June 21st, so it's on the summer solstice. And the, I think what we're going to see, I hope, is that the solar eclipse in Cancer will help bring out the very best in people, I hope. That's what the stars say, though. That's a good possibility. Yeah, that's I mean, I think that's a good possibility. And also Cancer representing the feminine, I really feel like this, what's coming up is the year of women. Mm-hmm. And there, I mean, like what you were saying about uh, Sylvia Brown's prediction, you know, she, what in that book, it was, I think, written in 2008. I think so. Mm-hmm. 2006, yeah, where she predicted um, a virus with with pneumonia-like symptoms that would sweep across the world and then disappear and we would return 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know about that part of, the, of her prediction, but the first part certainly happened. Certainly happened. Um, yeah. And with, since the year started out with a lunar eclipse in cancer and it's going to end up with a full moon in cancer, it's very likely that somehow we end up with a female president. Hmm. That's an interesting thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, look, it doesn't look that way now. It doesn't look that way now, but who knows? Did, did, could we have predicted where we'd be today, uh, even 60 days no. ago? So who knows? I'm going to stop right there. We're going we're gonna to use this as a hold point. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I really want to get into how individual zodiac signs might be affected by these rare astrological configurations. So if you will indulge me, Trish, I'd love to talk about that. On the other side of this break, we'll be right back, everyone. Hi, everyone. Alexis Brooks here from Higher Journeys. As you all know, we are living at a time of profound uncertainty, not only for our planet, but especially for ourselves individually. Like you, I wanted to get a heads up as to what the future holds for me. And so I turned to a trusted psychic advisor from a network that I'd like to introduce to you. Keen is the world's largest online network of spiritual advisors, providing quality psychic advice, love and relationship advice, and tarot readings since 1999. I have to tell you, my experience with Keen was unlike any I've had before. And believe me, with the work that I do, I've come across many psychics on my own higher journey. The moment I arrived on the Keen portal, I was blown away by how seamless and user-friendly the site is. Virtually every aspect of your life questions can be answered by one of the many advisors in their network. I chose an advisor who could share some insight on my career path and what's next for higher journeys. Hands down, this individual was not only caring, enthusiastic, and by the way, really cool. He, shall I say, nailed it for me on so many levels. Not only did he give me what I would say is spot on for what I'd like to do, he spoke about my past as if he knew what I'd already done. This is one conversation that I won't soon forget. Speaking of conversations, Keen has enabled nearly 50 million conversations to date. Again, whether you're looking for advice on your career, your love life, or 
You're simply looking for guidance during these uncertain times. Keen's trusted advisors are here to help, just like they helped me. And get this, they are available 24-7 by phone or chat. Or you can download the Keen app by visiting trykeen.com forward slash higher journeys. That's T-R-Y-K-E-E-N dot com forward slash H-I-G-H-E-R-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y-S. When I wrapped up my session with my Keen advisor, I couldn't wait to set up my next session with him. And so I did. When you find the right advisor, developing an ongoing relationship leads to a number of benefits, including monthly intention setting, gaining clarity on the significance of synchronicities, which you know I love to talk about, chakra clearing. There are so many ways your advisor can assist you as you gain insight about your future and your well-being. And here's the best part. You can find an advisor who are priced as low as $1.99 per minute, some of the lowest prices in the industry. Now, here's my suggestion. When you finish listening to our show today, head on over to Keen to get my special offer by visiting the site using my link, trykeen.com forward slash higher journeys. That's T-R-Y-K-E-E-N.com forward slash higher journeys. Members of our listening audience can get their first 10 minute reading for only $1.99 using my link, trykeen.com forward slash higher journeys. Thanks Keen for sponsoring this episode of Higher Journeys and for making me your newest fan. In two words, I'm hooked. And I guarantee, journeyers, you will be too. All right, everyone, we're back with Trish McGregor. So happy to have her here at this extremely critical time talking about what the stars say, not only about what's happened in the past, but what's going to happen based on the configuration in the future. I want to get into, Trish, individual zodiac signs. I I think a lot of people, I mean, sure, we, we do want to have an idea of what the collective may be experiencing, what the general feel may be uh, planetarily, but people are obviously thinking about themselves, their own well-being, and how individual zodiac signs, their individual zodiac signs, may be affected by these very rare astrological configurations. And I know you can't go into, you know, any particular one right now, but will I was going to go be... into your chart. Uh oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh boy. Don't don't change the subject. <laughs> okay. But I, I think the first question I have for you though is can will individual zodiacs have a different effect by by all of this yeah i mean i th- i think yes you know people react to fear and you know what's going on in different ways um generally uh, well let me put it this way right now since jupiter is in capricorn it's an earth sign people who are virgos uh, taurus and of course, Capricorns are are experiencing an expansion of some of some kind in their lives. Okay, right now it may be since everybody's in lockdown, it might be okay. How am I going to use this time to make it count? For instance, my daughter, who's a double Virgo, is using this time to finish her novel. Um, other people I've talked to who are Earth signs, like my sister, she's using this time to you know, catch up on all the stuff she didn't do the rest of the year. Um, It it just depends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Geminis tend to communicate more since they're isolated from other people. (laughs) It's like you send, you send more email, you, you do more podcasts, you, (laughs) you know, you, you reach out through groups. Um, Libra's another air sign. 
uh, are also, but Libra is also a really social sign. So they may be doing something similar, um, you know, reaching out through, through social media. Um, what about Aquarius? Aquariuses are probably really fed up with all of it <laughs> and are looking, are looking for ways to, you know, improve the larger picture, the larger condition of people. Mm-hmm. Um, Aries, well, Jupiter would be square Aries right now. So there, there could be some friction for Aries just internally and also, you know, if they're sequestered in their house with a partner they don't get along with, it's not going to be fun. No, um, and there's a lot of that, by the way. The, yeah, you know, there is. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation, but yeah. Right. Um other fire signs, Leo. Leo is probably not crazy about this either because Leos tend to be leaders in some, some way, shape, or form. And they they need people to lead. <laughs> and there's no one around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but they may be doing more social media stuff just as, to make their voice heard. Um, other fire signs, Sagittarius. <sighs> Sagittarius basically look for the bigger picture in, in whatever they tackle. So it's possible that Sagittarius are doing something within their home that enables them to get a clearer sense of of what this could mean in the future. Okay. And how they how they can help shape it, I guess. Um let's see how we look to oh, water signs. Yeah. Uh this Capricorn Jupiter and Capricorn should also be good for water signs, Pisces. And um, when is that again, Trish? The Ju- Jupiter and Capricorn. That's is right happening? now. That's Jupiter's right now. Cap- okay. Yeah, and it's at let's see, like today, it's at twenty-five degrees Capricorn. So anybody born in the later part of whatever cycle, whatever sign you're in, would be who's a water sign would be experiencing a tri- uh, a sextile, which basically is an easier flow of energy between the planet of expansion and luck and your sun sign. So, and, and what I mean by, in other words, pe- people can still, because, because Jupiter's in Capricorn, it's good for water signs, good for earth signs, but actually depending on where it falls in your chart, it can be good for all of us because if you can find a way, for instance, to increase your income during this time, Jupiter will help you out. If you uh, can find a way to, expand your, you know, your string of acquaintances, even though you can't, you know, be physically with them. In other words, for all of us, it's, it's about wherever, wherever Jupiter's falling in your chart, it's about you can expand that particular area of your chart, that particular area of your life. That's important. So Jupiter can be a support. Okay. For you, uh, Alexis, you've got, right now, Jupiter is in your uh, 11th house, and that's friends networks and also your audience mm-hmm. you know so you may be expanding your audience at this time in other words you're using the pandemic in a creative way to expand your own voice mm-hmm. and what you have to say well i have to tell you i've been gosh i've lost track of time but i think at this point we've done gosh four or five maybe even six shows on this and i really had to uh think about whether i wanted to wanted to focus solely on this and if so what angles i might take that people want to talk about i mean i wanted to do this show because people honestly a lot of our audience they take the astrological uh, 
format very seriously. And they want to know what's up, what's happening with me, what's going to happen. So yeah, yeah, I, I kind of dedicated myself to that. I, I really want to speak to the journeyers or have you all um, speak. Um, there's so many different angles to this that we need to be yet to be uh, tackled, but we're going to get there. So well, you know, you. every every month I put up a monthly forecast on blog.synchrosecrets.com, which I last had, by the way. And <laughs> you, and um, and I talk about. Uh, usually I stick to the new and full moon because it's just it's it's too complicated to do otherwise. But this time I put up some other um, details about some other important points in April. And one thing that Whitley brought up when I was on his show and we were talking about this, um, he said he feels it's really important now to create a sense of community. Yes. And however you do that, whether it's through podcasting, writing, you know, whatever it is, social media, uh, I, I think he's I think he's right. You know, because if people are sequestered, we, we we're humans. You know, we still need contact with other human beings. No question. Yes. And he has this wonderful thing he does on Wednesday nights where people gather in this chat room. He comes on and they talk about things. Mm -hmm. I think that's fabulous. And I recall him saying that. That's an aspect that I, too, am trying. I mean, look, we're all trying to we're not looking to reinvent the wheel, but figure out how we can adapt. And I think this is another beautiful thing. I think there are a lot of beautiful angles to this this whole story, Trish. I think you know that, too. (laughs) Human beings are so adaptable we're so creative Mm -hmm. and perhaps we got a bit complacent about uh, the measure of creativity that we have uh, Mm -hmm. or or not not focusing on it enough until we're forced to this scenario has forced us to be all those things that have been dormant for so long our level of creativity our need to have friendships in our life not tumultuous relationships right i can tell you i've heard from so many people that i haven't talked to in so long and i thought look at this look how beautiful this is so we know how to do this we absolutely do yeah yeah absolutely i'm actually going to be mm, i'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say it's it's really a matter of not coming from a place of utter fear Mm -hmm. i think you know, if you could say, okay, this is happening, take it day by day, I don't have to be afraid, I just have to be, you know, wash my hands. <laughs> just wash my hands, 20 seconds, just happy birthday to me. You know, um, that's another key word, if I can just say fear, and that's a tough one, man. I mean, this seems to be a part of our DNA. You say let go of fear, that's hard to do. Yeah, but. But we're now, again, being handed an invitation to confront it. And to transmute it, because I do feel we're alchemists at our core. Right. Um, so many things built in, uh, getting rid of the fear. Another thing, you know, we, we say to ourselves, or sometimes we hear someone else say one day at a time. Now, more than ever, it is seriously one day at a time, which is forcing us right. to center ourselves in the present moment more. And look at the people that are meditating and taking moments out to be just silent, uh, contemplating time you know, beautiful things for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's true. I mean, I I don't think I've ever been quite so present. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, usually I'm thinking about okay, I got to finish this book or this thing, and you know, right. you, you put pressure on yourself. But now there's no, really, there's no pressure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, some of us. Probably, yeah, there's pressure. Yeah. <laughs> for I mean, some people of us, are still wanting. Okay, what what about my income? You know, I mean, yeah. there's. There's that pressure. 
Mm-hmm. But again, I think this is a time when you can, when you can really find your passion if you don't know what it is yet. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and move, you know, move upward from that. Right. It's a good time to be creative. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're seeing that happen. We, we are absolutely seeing that happen. And by watching other people's creative impulse might be the impetus for our own. I mean, there are times that I wake mm-hmm. up and I'm like, what am I going to talk about today? What are we? And I will invariably tune into somebody else on maybe a social media network or even television and say, hey, and it triggers a, a flow of consciousness for right. me. So uh, that is a, a form of community in a way, you know, we're, we're looking yeah, at is. each other for inspiration. So it's, it's a, that's a beautiful thing. I want to talk about in our closing minutes, um, we, we're going kind of vacillating between the positive and the, and the not so <laughs> positive. But I want to talk about weather patterns that are happening right now. I don't know if you guys can hear, but we've got a serious wind and rainstorm going on right now with wind uh, gusts up to like 50 miles an hour. I'm looking out my window right now to make sure that tree that's sort of hovering does not decide to fall. But Trish, it seems like the planet is very angry right now. I mean, look at the the tornado touchdowns that we've had in the south in the last 24 hours. Uh, Earthquakes, you just mentioned that when we were off here. Mm -hmm. Is is she angry? And is she angry because of what's happening? How how do you put that all together? You know, the one thing I, I, I don't like is talking about the planet being angry. I think the planet is just in survival mode. You know, saying, okay, I need I need a reset. And I mean, there was some talk about how all this stay at home stuff had actually improved the environment. Oh, yes. There was less. Yeah, there was less. Uh, what was it? Noise that's coming from inside the earth. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The atmosphere. The atmosphere is cleaner. Right. Yeah. No, I think I mean, they had well, some Google the other day. They had some Google images, I think, of, of the, yeah, you I know, the, they did. Yeah. Lack of the emissions that are not good for us, though, or good for the planet. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, we, it, who knows, Alexa? <laughs> you know, knows? sometimes I think, okay, it, it's all, it's all the way it's supposed, it's all unfolding the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. But human consciousness also has a really direct impact on the planet and on what we experience. No question. So I think, yeah, I think it's important to keep that in mind too. You know, I know, I know that it's that it's hard to not have negative thoughts right now, but I think it's important to try and keep them as positive as possible. No question, right? And that's why you know, if, if you can do something creative with this time, it helps take your mind off the negativity. Oh, no question. Well, you know, it's interesting that when this. Thing first started and you know the, the the lines are beginning to blur and you're like when did this really happen I think we're in week five what, is day, week, is this? what day is this what month what <laughs> season <laughs> but I recall Trish specifically I'd say in about the first two weeks of this when it was very evident that we were going to be living in another reality for the foreseeable future I felt this surge of energy and creative energy frankly mm-hmm. I was actually excited and, and not excited about the situation, but my general demeanor was one of excitement and inspiration. And I thought, huh, this seems so counterintuitive to what's going on, what's happening here. Uh-huh. And that kind of put me in a, a mode of reflection as to what all of this may really denote, that we've got uh, now time to really look at some of the aspects of ourselves, the things that we're doing, mm-hmm. and make it better. Maybe that's where it's coming from. So, you know... 
people are having a cornucopia of emotions uh, for sure. But that's how I felt in the beginning. How did how did you feel? What was your emotional state? Yeah, I state? felt similar. I felt similar. I mean, initially I felt panic because I thought, oh my God, what what are we going to do about money? What are we going to do about this? You know, the the usual things that you think about. Well, sure. But actually, thing for us, things have improved. <laughs> yes. Sounds it's yeah. It sounds weird, but you know, right before this started, I got a ghostwriting project. So I thought, oh, okay, this is this is good. This will keep me occupied, right. and it's a fun project, you know. And we still have our podcast that we're doing. And I look forward Talk to doing those. Talk about your podcast. Talk about your podcast. It's great. It's called the Mystical Underground, and we've <laughs> interviewed some really interesting people who all have different, but but oddly similar takes on this pandemic and how to utilize this time. Um, it's, it's just fun. I mean, I can see why you love doing your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is fun. Well, I, I get to talk to people. It is. Like you. I get to talk. And because well, and also, of, yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a group thing. You, you get to reach out to other people. Right. Absolutely. And because of the subjects that we talk about and all the angles that can be uh, explored, and for this, there are myriad angles that can be explored. Again, I, I, I like to take the glass half full. The trick is to be able to look at both the shadow and light aspects of this because they're coexisting. There's no question about yeah, it. And how to integrate those two, you know? So it's uh, quite um, an amazing thing. This, this man, uh, Bernard Bateman, who is a psychiatrist at I know the him. University of Virginia. Yes, Bernard is a great guy. And he... The other day, he's going to be on our show, too. But uh, the other day, he sent me an article he'd written for Psychology Today. Did you see that? He sent it to me as well. I haven't had a chance oh, to read it yet, but tell us. Tell us. Well, I mean, basically, he said that what the coronavirus has revealed is the dark underbelly of the American psyche. Yes, I can see You know, that. it's, it's yeah, it's like, okay, this is our subconscious. This is all the stuff that's being exposed. You know about the disparity in in wealth and you know the the inequalities, and this is all visible now. Yeah, exposure. But it's a great article. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we can put and a link to that. That's the other thing Pluto does. You know, I mean, that's the other thing Pluto does. It exposes what's what's hidden. That's what I was going to say. You mentioned that earlier. Well, here here yeah. it is. We have the that's opportunity right. to look at it. There are a lot of things that in, that universe, I think, is handing us right now, uh, Trish, that it's there, but only some will recognize it. Recog right. Recognize it is what I like to yeah, say. Yeah, right. That's good. Right. So, yeah. wow. That's true. That's great. Well, listen, we're going to wind down. But you know what? We're going to continue this conversation on our <laughs> Patreon. And I'm trying not to say channel. I'm so used to saying channel or Patreon platform so for those of you that are patrons right now you can come on over and listen and for those that aren't well what are you waiting for come on over to patreon.com forward slash higher journeys trish and i are going to get a little more juicy a little bit more off the record talk for about 15 minutes about uh, what we're talking about right now so join us there now listen again i'm going to give a shout out to keen thank you keen for sponsoring this episode of higher journeys that meant a lot and I want to thank you, Trish McGregor and Rob. Hey, Rob. I heard him in the background. <laughs> Next time, we're going to have you both on. Oh, good. Yeah. This was great, as always, my dear. Thank you for your dedication to this real, I would say, fine art and science. Let's take it seriously. And I know there are going to be plenty of surprises to come, yet to come. So, again, thank you. 
You're welcome. Thank you. All right. And thank you, Journeyers. As always, you take good care of yourself. We love you. And we will talk to you real soon. Take care. Oh, we'll see you on Patreon. (laughs) Bye.